0: Hello, everybody. We've got an exciting episode for you today on Plundergrounds. I'm your host, Ray Otis, and we are going to cover the rest of the zines that I'll be giving away for this zine-vember, and that is quite a stack. I've got probably 10 zines setting off to my right and a couple really special items that we're going to talk about, and that way you'll know the full list if you want to enter the contest. So, let's hit it! Plundergrounds plundergrounds welcome back to a brand new show ray's gonna take you where you didn't know you wanted to go fantasy and dungeon delve science fiction watch yourselves okay just a reminder uh, i have called this month zine vember i am giving away zines basically a zine a day and then some I will be sending them to uh, people anywhere in the world. You will get a random zine, but not entirely random. You send me an email with zinevember in the subject line, your name and your address. Please give me your full name and address. If you use like a a weird internet handle, um, you know, make sure you give me your real name so I don't send it to, to, uh, you know, turbo dwarf 99 or whatever. And uh, then you can tell me two things. One, if there's zines you already have, you can tell me which ones you already have, so I'll make sure I don't send you a second copy. And two, if you feel like it, you can uh, give me uh, a one, two, and three. Like what zine you'd like first, and if you can't have that one, second choice and third choice and I will do my best to honor those. I'm gonna roll randomly um, to see which person gets a zine, and then uh, go across their preferences before I go to the next person. And So I'm gonna give away all these zines, um, but, they, but you may not get your first choice. Uh, I think the way the spreadsheet's play, playing out, um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about people getting at least their first or second choice in a lot of cases. Uh, but today may, may shuffle people up a little bit. You can, uh, if you've already sent me an email, feel free to send me another one and to change, just say I'm changing my preferences. Um, I still use ZineVimber in the title, but you don't have to give me your name and address again and everything if I've got it from before. Um, and just tell me what your new choices are and I'll overwrite your old choices. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> A reminder um, of the zines that we've got out there already. Uh, number one was Strange World. Uh, well, actually, number, number zero, number uh, pre one, if you will, is The Face Folio from Goblin's Henchmen. It's a collection, uh, it's a zine that collects, uh, I think, a hundred or so images of uh, faces from different races, different genders, uh, different occupations, and uh, or classes, as we say in the RPG hobby. And uh, that one's that one's really cool. That one will come directly from Goblin's Henchman. Uh, then we had Strange World by Aaron Sturgill, which is a uh, kind of an exploration traveler style uh, game that's pretty cool. Uh, then we had Forking Paths, Nathan Harrison, a essay about labyrinth and a tile laying uh, like solo or group play labyrinth game. Mouth Brood, um, an exploration of an underground. Uh, uh, uh what do you call it a biodome i guess uh that's not what you call it One of those like sealed habitats right from ages and ages ago and uh pre prehist- prehistory and uh and and possibly and probably alien right and so you, you go in and you kind of explore the strange flora and fauna of that place we got mouth brood it's a future where um, a little bit like I Am Legend, where people have been affected. There's lots of people affected by a, a vampiric or, or zombie-like plague. Um, and rich people have set themselves up in a citadel. And it's it's kind of about taking over that citadel. And it's a haves and have-nots kind of game. Thousand-pound canvas. A bunch of new backgrounds for Troika. Um, Delver 1 an OSR kind of uh, a zine, a collection of different things, but um, notably I thought a um, a story about an abandoned monastery that fell to the plague. Uh, Fresh from the Forge, this is a reworking of weapons for OSE. Low Life, a a realistic cave crawling stuff courier. uh, An original system, a solo role-playing game about trekking goods across the wasteland. Dethroners, um, a story game in which you battle a divine tyrant for the right to tell the tale. Eat the Rich. Oh wait, did I, I screwed up somewhere around the, I think I already talked about Eat the Rich. I did. Uh, Okay, sorry. Uh, Eat Eat the Rich is further down on my list, but somehow I just mentally inserted it right after Mouth because I I put those two zines together in my head because they're both from omnivorous games. Um, Not a Place of Honor, uh, which is a, a, a guide for creating a site where horrible, broken, bad, wrong magic is buried and should be left alone. Um, Harrowings from the Rhine, uh, a frost themed OSR, random stuff, uh, a cool resources issue. Aetherjax Almanac, a spacefaring uh, zine for Troika. The Cerulean Curtain, a, which is a Troika sphere or you know little mini setting about uh, it's a gladiatorial and theatrical uh, sphere complete with backgrounds. 15, the Subterranean Maelstrom, a uh, random generator for endless vile tunnel encounters, solo play or DMs. Wizard Funk 3, a uh, collection of miscellaneous OR stuff, but notably, I thought interviews, a number of interviews with important creators from the early days in the hobby. Dodeca, a complete um, uh, old school feeling rules set using D12 for adventuring through grim dark worlds. Uh, the 18th one we did was the Drain, which is a uh, a funnel, if you will, for Mothership, the, the science fiction role-playing game. Then we had Harrowings 2, The Exalted Hours, which is another collection of old-school stuff, but uh, with vibes around the twilight and the coming dark. like That's kind of the theme. Uh, number 20. So this is the one we're starting with today. The Desert Moon of Carth. This one is a small moon, uh, uh, a small moon sandbox, I guess you'd call it, for a mothership with a space western feel. Uh, it it has you know vibes of of like um, wow, uh, what's where's the cantina in Star Wars most Isley, right and uh, you know of things like that uh, a little bit uh, maybe a little bit of Firefly a little bit of um, Aliens that, but there's just lots of there's really cool illustrations in this one it's around 60 pages, 50, 50 some pages. Um, and, uh, it's written by Joel Hines, who I met and played with at, uh, Gary Khan last Gary Con. really cool guy. Uh, this zine is top notch, right? Like I think this ought to win awards. It's, the layout is incredible. It's densely packed with information. There is a ton of material here. Um, this could be a whole summer of you know playing. I think, and just from looking at it, lots of tables, lots of cool drawings, lots of uh, maps. Um, yeah, really neat. Um, and I think I, one of the best uses of like black and white that I've seen. All the interior is black and white. The colors. Uh, the cover is full color. Um, it has a nice matte feel. The cover, by the way uh, eight, roughly eight and a half by, um, by five and a half, you know, that size, digest size. Um, but the black, and what I mean by the black and white is there's like black boxes with white text, there's white boxes with black text and the, and silhouette drawings and different things. And the way all this stuff is laid in, it's just, it's, it's pretty masterful. This, this really could be just produced as is, as a, as a, um, Wow, I got really uh, distracted here. Hang on, could be could be published as is as a like super high end. It's already pretty high end, but I think you could add some color and make this thing into a like a, a full on you know hardback. But there's um I got distracted because there's a page in here that I open up to called the sand squid interior, and it's uh it's a giant uh, weird catfish looking um, thing monster that. Is basically a dungeon unto itself, and I always like that theme. You don't see it a lot, but it, man, when I, 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 did my own, um, uh, oh shoot, what was the name of my plunderground zine where I, where I did this um, into the, into the maw, I think something like that. Any rate, uh, yeah, this is this is really cool. Desert Moon of Karth. It was talked about on a recent Between Two Cairns, and I put links to that in the show notes if you want to know more about this one. All right. Next up, Low Country Crawl. I know I've talked about this one before, but I couldn't find it on my podcast. Uh, so bad, bad on me for not making good notes. I guess this is a black and white zine with a color cover. The cover isn't cardstock, so it feels a little, um, you know, it feels a little uh, flimsy. I guess it's written by John Gregory with, and uh, published by Technical Grimoire. It has you know roughly 32 pages to it. And it is a, an old school zine for Southern Gothic, uh, uh, you know, sandboxing, if you will. Really cool. It's got a nice, uh, I think it would be a good fit for Into the Odd. Um, it has that kind of vibe, which is kind of a, a low magic, more relics, more oddities, more cryptid kind of feel to it than like dungeon crawling. It's, it's set in a, you know, you know, does no, no specific setting, but I would, you know, it's really more set in like... Um, Some between the, around the 1700s, 1800s probably, in the south of America. Uh, So it's got a swampy uh, vibe. It's got a, you know, kind of colonial vibe. Really cool. Um, Nice drawing, or nice, mostly public domain art. But the way it's put together, it sort of doesn't feel like that. Like, this is a really good use of public domain art. Um, Yeah, laid out well, super well. I think the layout was by... Somebody, I, a name I recognized. Hang on, I going to pop it open here. The layout. Oh yeah, David Uh, uh David, uh, I'm gonna, get it, I'm gonna. I know he's done stuff I've talked about before, and he used to run the um, the hundred word RPG contest, I think. But yeah, really, really cool guy. And um, yeah, this is a neat. This is a really neat zine. All right. Uh, next up is Mud Warren. Mud Warren Alley. Uh, I remember this being created, actually. This was created collaboratively on Google+. And basically, Evelyn Moreau did drawings, and then everybody kind of chipped in to flesh them out into... you know, stats and and like what they meant and things like that and it's it's really cool. So I happen to have, this isn't available anymore, I couldn't find a copy of it anywhere on the internet. This is a print, basically a Lulu print-on-demand. So it's more like a book than a zine, it's uh, glue-bound, it's got a nice slick uh, vinyl-y cover. Um, Lots of neat interior illustrations, it's all black and white throughout, including the cover. Um, lots of neat illustrations by Evelyn Moreau. If you know her art, you know her art, and, and if you don't, you don't. Um, but it's I, it's hard for me to describe it. It's uh, it's line art. It's um, uh, well, it's kind of got that like Adventure Time vibe to it. Maybe is the best way to say it. I don't want to demean it or anything. Um, not that Adventure Time is awesome. I don't mean that. I just mean I don't want to just say, like, oh, it's a ripoff of one thing or another. But uh, it's got a Carl Sternberg map. Uh, it's got a Carl Sternberg drawing on the cover of a feral, weird-looking giant beaver. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, it's it's super cool. Um, this thing is – it doesn't have numbered pages. I'm going to take a stab and say it's probably about 24 – pages and it's basically a little dungeon crawl but are, are a cool one. It's got a lot of little oddities and uh, different vibes to it. Well this one's kind of hard to let go actually. I, I can't talk about these too much or I'll keep them instead of instead of sending them away. But um, yeah. <laughs> it's set on myself too long and I've, I've had my joy out of them I think and moving on. All right. Uh, this one's a special one. This is a copy of Mothership uh, pre the Kickstarter. So this is like the original zine version of Mothership. It's uh, printed in black and white, um, although there's some kind of brown tones in here that I think just come from the printing process. But like, yeah, uh, it's got a cardstock cover. And the important thing about this one is I, I already had the, uh, the zine, uh, I think, on digital copy but that year, the year it was put out, this was 20 what year was this? 2018. Uh, I went to Gen Con, and, and that was one of the years that I was passing around plundergrounds, and and uh, was just like one of my first big into zines years. And so I stopped by, and I got a copy of the, a physical copy of Mothership, and I had Sean sign it. So it's got Sean McCoy's like uh, really cool stylized signature right on the cover in a gold sharpie. And yeah, so this is a signed copy, and I saw him sign it. So if you need a certificate of authenticity, because um, uh, this thing will sh- assuredly be uh, worth, you know, dozens of dollars in the future, and, um, <laughs> and, uh, and you, can, you can have this fine, uh, in good shape, copy, uh, signed copy of Mother Ship. Next up is Dead Planet. A zine for Mothership. It's 48 pages, I think. Somewhere around that neighborhood. Yep, 48 pages. Uh, by Fiona Maeve Geist, Don Stroud, and Sean McCoy. And it styles itself as a violent incursion into the land of the living. For Mothership, the sci-fi role-playing game. Uh, full color throughout. Um, but color used in uh, a very, like, designy sort of way, if that makes sense. Um, like, you know, monochromatic... Um, like there'll be a page where it's heavily pink right and then the next page might be yellows and then there's a few pages with you know multiple colors on the page but it's just it's it's really a beautiful little object cardstock cover incredible layout the mothership stuff is is sort of like universally really well done i feel like uh and dense dense with information there's so much stuff in each one of these zines to run that i feel like a handful of these and you're good for pretty much as long as you'd ever want to play uh, Mothership probably, right? Um, okay, that one's Dead Planet. Uh, next up we have another Evelyn Monroe zine. This one's called Cosmic Crawl. This is her take on Lovecraftian horror and astral travel. So it's kind of like if you would shove together uh, Spelljammer and uh, Lovecraft. This is what you might come up with. It's a Not a very long zine, I'm going to guess. 18 to 20, you know, around the 18 to 24 pages in that neighborhood. Um, Again, this is a print on demand through Lulu, so it's a really nice copy. A heavy vinyl cover, all black and white throughout. I think the the coolest thing about this is just the general idea. Um, I think it's your uncle leaves you a trunk with like a a space travel mead and. yeah, here's, like, here we go. Um, well, actually, I like called t- 2d4 doses of space mead, D6 doses of the powder of Ibn Ghazi, uh, three doses of the dust of Suleiman. Uh, <laughs> right? Uh, this is, um, I think there's, like, an intro page. I'm trying to find it now where it, just like, gives you the, you know, that's how to use the map. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anywho, your, your uncle leaves you this, you know, the, the means of, like, getting around the, the cosmic... Uh, Lovecraftian horror sphere, and you just you sort of play that out. It's a could be a really cool little game, um, something your players you know something different, right? That your players might not expect. It's pretty neat. So there's that, and do a very good job of covering that. It's cooler than I made it sound. Uh, Lighthouse at the edge of the universe. This is a solo journaling game kind of is what it says it is, a lighthouse at the edge of the universe, and it's its a uh, lonely fun about being lonely, I think. Um, one of the coolest things about this one is there's a little uh, guide at the end to uh, cutting out and making your own lighthouse, which I did, and you kind of set it, you turn your phone light on and then set it on top of your phone, and it looks really cool. Um, I got a picture of that somewhere, I'll try to stick it in with the... Try to stick a link in to the episode if I can find the picture. But yeah, this was a really fun little game. It was very contemplative. It uses a deck of cards to, to help you generate um, random events. And uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, this was uh, the craze last zine vember I think not uh, maybe th- not this very last one but maybe like a year ago the last one. There was some in this last one too but these kind of solo journaling games uh, where it's almost like keeping a structured diary um, of a fictional universe or something. And this one is, uh, I haven't said this, but all all the ones I've covered so far in that A5 kind of digest sized, um, this one is smaller. This one is uh, about as big as my hand. If I just like lay my hand flat on a page with all my fingers stuck together, um, the tips of my middle of my middle three fingers hang over the edge. But otherwise I'm pretty well covered the zine. So I'm guessing that's like four inches by five inches in that neighborhood. It's printed in blue ink on white paper, just, and it's really, it's a pretty little artifact. And it's a nice thing to like throw in your bag if you're going to, you know, you get stuck in a motel where you're traveling or something like that and you wanted to play through this. So that would be really cool. All right. Next one up, uh, this is another small zine. Again, this one's kind of like the size of a small molesk- moleskin, like a pocket-sized moleskin. And it is The Eternal Caverns of Urk by Nate Treme, a procedural science fantasy underground. I played this one. It's, you play it solo. It's the first iteration, I believe, of the Tunnel Goons rule system. And he had a Tunnel Goons jam, which produced a lot of kind of cool games, including my Lords of Mars. Um, and uh, there's just a bunch of generative tables here for like creating little spaces and encounters and things like that. And then uh, uh, light mechanicals rules for playing that. I, I used it for some solo play. I even put up a blog post somewhere. Got I just realized remember that. And I got to put a link to that. I'm making a note for myself here. Blog post solo, irk. Okay. Uh, so I did a little solo play of it. It's it's really fun. I, I really enjoyed it. I mostly like Nate Tremay. This was one of his early outings, um, right after I think in the light of a distant star. Is that the name of it? Or in the light of a ghost star? That's what it is. Um, and uh, he does really clever, small, uh, small format, designy um, games that are that are super cool. And so, giving that one away. All right. Um, special one coming up here, The Temple of the Blood Moth by Jacob Butcher, edited by Skirples. This is a very old-school, feeling, nicely put-together um, OSR dungeon crawl, basically. that's um, not technically a dungeon. It has some body horror and weird like moth themes. This one was discussed on Between Two Cairns, and I'll put a link in the show notes to that. Uh, it was very cool. Sorry, I'm whacking the keyboard and... Making all kinds of weird noises as I go through this, but uh, yeah, this was put out in 2019 again. Di- this one's di- back to digest size zines. Um, nice cardstock cover, nice printing. Yeah, it, it's got a, one of the cool things I like is it's got like a uh, the interior font is like Courier. It's not Courier, but it's close enough that you probably wouldn't know the difference. And then the headers are in um was that Caslon? I can't remember the name of it, but it's got a it's got a uh, there, there's a um, Notebook company out there that uses this same kind of harp font, fonts. I mean, and it, it feels like a very uh, feels very old school in its way. But yeah, neat neat little uh, dungeon drawings. It, it's one of those books that uh, for each area of the dungeon, it reprints that that little piece of the dungeon map alongside of the keys, uh, the keyed description to it. So it makes it easier to run. Black and white all over with a kind of a blood red uh, cover. You know, with black ink printed on it. This is what I think of as kind of the classic zine style, um, not not just completely um, you know cut and paste hip pocket, but also not the high end stuff that you see today. It's kind of just really well done, I think, um, and walks that middle line where it still feels uh, still feels like indie and and edgy without being uh, just throwaway. Right. Um, okay. Next, we've got two trifolds. Uh, that together make up a uh, Gamma World-style game based on Into the Odd, and it's called The Mutants of Ix, and it's by Carl Sternberg. At least the drawings are by Carl. I think the whole thing's by Carl. Let me double-check here. Did he credit himself here? Some of these zines aren't very good at doing credit. This, I thought, was maybe one of my favorite takes on doing a... Doing a Gamma World-style game very quickly. Um, the the one pamphlet is basically for the players, and the other one is for the GMs. You can buy this on DriveThruRPG, so I'm not giving away much here. Uh, most of these you can buy on DriveThruRPG, but the printings of most of these are are kind of... like It's nice to have a print copy that's officially done, not one you do at home. But this one is one you could print off at home pretty easily. So I'll, I might just throw this one into somebody else's, uh, like maybe in with Courier or something like that, where... Uh, somebody's already getting a post-apocalyptic thing, but it's just really neat. It's got some maps. It's got a hex crawl area. Um, it's got a, a die drop chart for um, equipment. It's got a really well-drawn character sheet. Yeah, it's 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 a neat. It's really neat. Uh, this is one I'd I'd play ease you know at the drop of a hat. I have played his rad hack, which was very similar. Um, it was kind of an earlier take on this. This one's uh, simpler and probably, I think, better. But, yeah, two, two, two little pamphlets, uh, two little trifolds by, yeah, written and illustrated by Carl Sternberg. It's right here at the bottom. I just missed it before. And it's published under the Mark of the Odd license. So um, it obviously is based on Chris McDowell's Into the Odd. Uh, two more, right? So we're almost done, 22 minutes in. I'm doing really well today on this, uh, keeping it light and breezy. Um these two are kind of special to me. Um, I have two copies of this first one. I wouldn't give it away, but it's uh, it's Karen by Yohai Gal, um, and Yohai is a good friend. Honestly, he uh, puts up with my um, strange uh, direct messages on Discord, <laughs> and has very clever things today. To say He's super energetic and positive and um, clear thinking. I think uh, very straight headed, but I, I enjoyed the I enjoy a lot his new podcast, Between Two Karens, where they talk about. A lot of this kind of stuff, really, like adventures in small book format or zine format, or um, you know, usually short things that are kind of more single vision creators and indie publishers putting these things out um, in that old school vein, but with kind of new school attitudes. Um, um, and by that, I mean you know more inclusive, more um, open minded um, than old school sometimes is want to be. Okay, so this is a complete rule set, and I reviewed it on my blog, which again I got to remember to make a note here to put links in the show notes. Uh, and I think it's a great, great little system. Um, I actually need to run it. I haven't run it yet. I need to run it. Um, it's based on Into the Odd and Nave, so I feel like I've run it already because I, you know, I've run both of those uh, games. Um, but you know, it's not the same. I, I remember saying of this game. Uh, as I reviewed it, that these are the choices I would make when I was making a hack of those games. Like like it's very much in tune with my own thinking, which I don't know if that's an endorsement or not, but <laughs> it just means that it, it kind of hit me in a really good spot. It's all black and white art. Um, I think all public domain art used pretty well. He's working on a second edition of this that's going to be uh, somewhat expanded, uh, but I not any substantive rule changes. And so... I, I tend to like I will say this though I tend to like the first edition of things right they have a certain energy yes there's some sometimes they're a little messier sometimes they um, have a few errors or or things that are rethought later to better effect uh, for play value but the earlier editions of things have have more of that fire that original they're closer to the original fire that produced them and uh, this Karen is a good example here this was. You know the produced in some um, creative fervor at, at some point in the past and it's probably been thought about endlessly since then but um, but yeah and it's very popular Karen surprisingly popular uh, partly because he two two reasons I think uh, yohai was on the most recent red caps uh, Diaries red caps Diaries is that the name of the podcast red caps something just just search red caps in your in your podcast I'm searching around now for my phone here. Just search "red caps" in your uh, podcast podcatcher, and you should be able to find it pretty quickly. Uh, it is the sorry, just the red caps podcast. Uh, red caps is all one word, I believe. And uh, he talks about it on there. He he does two things well. Um, one is that he's put these rules out under a. Um, kind of open license um, uh, uh, copy left, I think kind of, I can't find it right off the top here, but he's got an SRD and you can basically, gives you permission to build on this all day long. So that um, inspires a lot of people I think to be creative, which is great. Uh, And then second, He is a good community builder. Yohai is. He's got two. He's got a Discord community, and then he's got what he calls a discourse community, which is basically a forum called the Cauldron. I have participated in both in the past. I never quite um, got invested. That's on me. I just didn't spend enough time at each of either one, really. But they're both were excellent. I thought that, especially the forum at the time, I enjoyed. And uh, Yohai is one of those people that just reaches out and does a lot to community build. And that's something that I don't do. I'm uh, not much of a... a I I build local... Like, you know, in my game group, I think I feel like I do some community building. But as far as, uh, like, a following, I think I'm uncomfortable with any kind of uh, celebrity status, if you will. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't like to... I don't like like it. I don't like it. No. I I just... uh, you know, I just never feel like my stuff's good enough. Uh, I got that pretender syndrome, but this isn't about me. This is about Yohai, um, and Yohai does a great job with that. So, Karen, neat little, um, like twenty-four page, maybe um, eighteen to twenty-four page rule set. Very light, very uh, forward in its thinking. So, it, it's like the very first thing it gives you is. Um, the design tenets for the book, and then the principles, principles for players and principles for wardens. And warden is his uh, very cool name, I think, for GMs, essentially. Um, and then it jumps into character creation. So you get a, a top-down, like, first of all, understand why this book was written and what kind of gameplay it should inspire, and then start reading the rules, right? And so that's that's really cool. Karen. Finally, um, this is maybe the most special thing I have to give away. Uh, I have four little pocket mods. They are printed on, uh, if you don't know what a pocket mod is, it's about the size of a playing card. And it's a little booklet that's made out of, in this case, two sheets of paper, I think, folded into eighths and then stapled. Uh, And these are on kind of gray-toned paper. And... This is, uh, these are four playbooks for Apocalypse World that were handed to me before Apocalypse World was published by Vincent Baker at his house. I got uh, the chance to go over to his house and play 316 with him uh, back in 2007, I believe it was. And he was all excited about this new thing he was creating. Uh, and he gave me these four booklets, and these four booklets were the game, he said. Um, and it's, they're basically the playbooks. They're the playbooks for the Battle Babe, the Gun Lugger, the Hard Holder, and the Brainer. And in the back of these, it says, Apocalypse World Playbooks, Angel, Brainer, Battle Babe, Chopper, gun, Driver, Gun Lugger, Hard Holder, Hocus, I don't think that one made it, um, Operator, Savvy Head, Skinner. And, uh, and it's just kind of a, these are, I think, neat. These are like a little bit of history, really. Um, I maybe the only I don't know how many people have copies of these. It's there can't be many out there, uh, you know, a few dozen here and there. I don't know how many of these he gave away. I, and and these probably represent some like in between state between the original idea and what actually came out as Apocalypse World. Um, but yeah, they're really cool. I just don't do anything with them. They sit in a drawer and. I'm not enough of an Apocalypse World fan to be the owner of these. I feel like somebody else should have these. Um, I want to give them away to somebody who's really going to enjoy and keep them, though. So um, you'll have to specifically tell me you want these or you're not going to get them. Um, I'm not going to hand these out randomly. Uh, they're in pretty good shape. Uh, well, I think they're in quite good shape, really, for what they are. Um, no no real creasing or anything like that. No no scuffs, no marks, nothing. Um so, yeah, these would be a really nice little, these would be a neat little uh, thing to have or maybe a gift to give somebody who's really into Apocalypse World to have and to hold and to treasure. Um, I am not good at this sort of thing. If I hold on to them too long and don't do anything with them, someday they might find their way into the to the dustbin Um and that would be a major crime. I don't know if I would actually do that, but I have done that with some things before that should never have gone into the trash. Uh, I just... I'm a um, I My way of clearing my mind a lot of times is to kind of clear my shells and... Sometimes I do that pretty aggressively, so I should not be the caretaker of these. Uh, they should go to somebody who will be a good caretaker of them. So yeah, four, play, four prototype playbooks for Apocalypse World, um, directly from Vincent Baker from 2007. Could be yours. Uh, could be yours for the asking and I've said it before I'll I'll ship these anywhere in the world Um, I've only had a couple international requests so that's good because you know those are going to cost me more than U.S. shipping Um, I'm willing to do this it's probably going to cost me you know $100 ish to send all of these zines out Um, and that's that's just on me that's the podcast right like this is kind of my gift I think to uh, the community I don't want to I'm not asking for anything from anybody for that but uh, it 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 helps me have peace of mind that these zines, excuse me, are going to a good home and will be enjoyed by people um, and not just sit on my shelf. Um, I have the tendency to want to collect them because they're beautiful little objects and they make me think about uh, the the you know creativity of people out there in the in the role playing game community, um, all these independent creators and independent thinkers, and it's and it's really neat to see these. Uh, they are different than the kind of things that you see eventually make it to um, you know major books. Uh, although there's more of a continuum now than there ever has been, right? But uh, they're so far from anything like a like a corporate-produced, collaborative, you know, uh, call it Cthulhu or Fifth Edition or whatever you want to call it. I'm no not casting any shade on those. Those are at one end of the spectrum in terms of professionalism and like the amount of material and illustrations and all that kind of stuff, uh, production values, and then uh, these zines are kind of at the other end of the spectrum, um, And uh, but they just have a certain energy to them that you'll just never find in some of those books that have been thought to death, that have taken months and months and months and months to produce, right? Uh, uh, these zines are, are little little love letters to the hobby, and I, I enjoy them for that, and I hope you'll enjoy them for that. Well. That is a half hour on the remaining zines. I believe that brings us up to a total of 32 zines that we are giving away this month. Um, I am accepting entries until the 25th. To be honest, I will not get any zines out the door until early December because I have a conference in Las Vegas, um, the Amazon Web Services conference. If anybody else is going and they want to, uh, they want to meet up. Let me know. Um, but yeah, I'm going to that to learn a few things and to. Um, to keep some uh, people company who are, uh, who know a lot more about it than I do, uh, who work for me and, uh, you know, to kind of feed on their energy and to give them energy back and to just get excited about some things that we could do, um, with one of our key, um, platform providers. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'll be for a week. I hate Vegas, so I'm looking for things to do that aren't Vegasy. Um, uh, your mileage may vary but i'm just vegas isn't for me and uh yeah so it, it my whole point of that was it will take a while before i get these zines out but in the meantime uh be good to each other and watch out for those rest monsters